0: Good morning. It's time for two guys on sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick
1: Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good
0: morning, Dick. Good to be back here. Yeah,
1: nice, uh, nice. week off, but yeah. uh, now back at it, and and now our ty- fun time of the year begins. Still. Yes, yeah. yes,
0: yes. We're going to get uh, into some football action here yeah. coming up, and uh, uh want to recap one thing that happened uh, this past weekend was the uh, Nielsville Golf mm-hmm. Men's Golf Invitational, and uh, quite an Invitational for uh, some young guys. Oh man.
1: Well, you know, I said you look at on uh, your, you know, the the, uh, the championship flight. And then first flight, holy mackerel! you know, okay, you got championship flight, Ryan Hediger, Joe Kunze, yeah. uh, they're, they're probably not young anymore, but they're no. young to me. <laughs> but anyway, they finished first, 134, and then Adam Kren, Eric Seegerson, second at 137, Nolan John, you know, just graduated yeah. in 2022, and his partner, Davis Decker, 138, and then fourth place, Derek Krejci, and... Aaron Wanish, 139, so a lot of, you know, usually the championship flight, you don't see so many people from Nilsville, but this, no, this year, right. it's pretty loaded up, and yeah. then, uh, one I really wanted to mention was uh, Ryan Peters and Tucker Johnson, of course, Tucker just, uh, I believe he's a junior now at Nilsville, but he and Peters had the low score of the tournament at 132.
0: And from what I understand, that is the first time ever that the first flight beat the championship yeah, flight to I, score. Yeah,
1: I believe that, too, and that's... I believe, was this the 50th year? 50th year, yeah. yeah so, so, but uh, just terrific. And then the one other highlight for me was uh, second flight, while well, the top team, Bruce Rayhorn, Daryl Zaleski, at a 145, but Daryl Zaleski, a hole-in-one on number five Sunday from the Blue Tees. So yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome there. Congratulations to him. Yeah. What, Darryl,
0: a, what a time to do that. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot yeah. of people watching. Yep,
1: Daryl, a Granton native. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, I'm one of the younger kids from the Harry Zaleski family. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, good he, for him. yeah, you bet he's up at Eau Claire these days. So. And
0: one other note on the uh, you mentioned the 50th anniversary. Uh, Bruce Vandenberg has played in every, every one, of, one them. of them. Yep, every one of them. Yep,
1: yeah, and he and, he and his son Clint uh, finished quite high in one of the flights. So,
0: yeah, they came back on Sunday and uh, yeah. golf very well. Yep,
1: but yeah, yeah, that's something to be proud of for him. Yeah, yeah. E- every invitational in 50 years and. Of course, he's just a tad over seventy now, so you know it's probably not as easy as it used to be. But, right, uh, right, But you know, you got Bruce Rayhorn out there in yeah. second flight. Bruce, Bruce is a 1968 graduate of Loyal High School, so you're talking seventy. It can be done. Wow, so. there's some there's some uh, elderly yeah. people out there that you still bet. have fun playing golf. You bet. Nothing so, wrong with that. You bet. So, but yeah,
0: congratulations to all those that were yeah. winners uh, at the mm-hmm. 50th Nielsville Men's Invitational oh, Golf Tournament. Yeah. This past weekend. Well, we got uh, football to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, football practices getting underway, a number of schools with two-a-days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in Nealsville-Granton with uh, practice in the morning, and then they go uh, with a shorter practice in the evening mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of get accoladed to the lights a little yep, bit.
1: Yeah, you bet. That's a good idea, and, and uh, you know, it's it's nice they go in the morning because right now, Larry, that's the coolest part of the day. Right, <laughs> you right. know. I said, you get in there at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, and uh, it feels doesn't feel too bad to get out there. Like uh, you know, at uh, four or five o'clock, it'd be pretty miserable. So. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the last few days. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just pretty miserable. It's but, pretty warm. Uh, you know, but uh, the Warriors. Uh, yeah, they like you said they started Tuesday, and uh, a week from tomorrow they will be at a scrimmage at Loyal. I don't know all the teams going there.
0: They have uh, Abbotsford, at least this is what's listed,
1: Abbotsford, Assumption, Black River Falls, and Marathon. Okay. That's similar to the teams that were up at Marathon last year, I believe. Okay. But, uh, you know, it's always interesting. And then uh, two weeks from tomorrow, uh, the opener uh, with Kobe here. And uh, it'll be an interesting matchup. Kobe probably not have the team that they've had in years, but they're still going to be a very good test for the Warriors because – Jim Hagan, you know, it, it's pretty close to reloading there, not rebuilding. So yeah, and
0: they yeah. are predicted. Uh, if I look at the uh, mm. uh football preview, mm. they're predicted second, second in that behind conference.
1: behind a very good Edgar team. Yeah,
0: you know, so so they're still predicted to uh, finish yeah. fairly high. Mm. Uh, Nielsville Granton finished uh, predicted to finish fifth yep. in the Clover Belt. Uh, of course, Regis uh, picked to be on top, mm. but a few a uh, couple of Nielsville Granton players who played very well last Mm -hmm. year, Bryce Erickson at quarterback Mm -hmm. and Ashton Schultz at receiver. Yeah,
1: and I I think you got to look at the clover belt as a whole, Larry. After Regis, um, Mondovi had a very senior-laden team last year with Faulkner and uh, uh, Dawson Rudd, you know, and then uh, uh, Durand was down a little bit last year, but then Fall Creek, they were very Mm senior-laden. So I think, you know, I think you take – Regis on top, and I'm thinking Osseo will be on the bottom, but I think the other six teams could go any direction. I think so think you're right. You yeah. Know, so. yeah, especially
0: so. uh, you look at Mondovi, Stanley yeah. Boyd, Fall Creek, Nielsville, granton and, and Durand, Arkansas. Yeah, right, yeah. Those teams could – Yeah,
1: Elk Mound has been down a couple of years, and Osseo is, Osseo is just really – they got a new coach last year, and I don't look for them for a couple of years, but uh, – you know, but the other six and Elk Mount, I don't think is going to be that great a team either. But the other five teams could finish anywhere from second to sixth. I yeah, think
0: so. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, Pittsville moves back to the
0: Merriwood Conference. Yep. Yeah, um, they've been
1: over in the Central. Was. Wisconsin small for a while now yeah. so
0: yeah so they get to uh, get back into the, into the marywood conference yeah. so i don't know if that's good or bad for well, them the, the travel's better i'm yeah. sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's about
1: all i can say about that i said you he, wild rose or edgar i don't know yeah. you know so. right right
0: um uh, yeah that marywood conference they have uh, as we mentioned edgar predicted to uh, finish on top there and then you got colby auburndale oh, yeah. marathon pittsville and abbotsford Abbotsford down a little bit. Yeah,
1: the last couple of years. I, I was, you know, quite a couple of years ago, you know, well, especially, you know, you look back at the old Cloverwood. Right. They were on top of the old Cloverwood tremendously and just been the last few years and then they did pretty well their first year or two in the Marewood, but uh, right now they're very down. So, so
0: Yeah, and Auburndale, a team that, uh, you know, went into level two last year in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah,
1: and, and two years ago, Larry, Auburndale was playing eight-man, Yeah. Right. you know, and, and a good decision on Coach Anderson and his staff's part to play eight man a year and then one year and then build up with his younger kids and he put a he, they really gave Mondovi a test over at Mondovi last year you know in that individual in yeah. level 2 game right. so, so yeah it should yeah. be interesting there in that uh, yeah. Arrowhead
0: conference uh, the uh, CWC we talked about CWC small i haven't mm. seen a prediction on that one yet no. but uh, the large has Stratford on top no surprise there nope. Uh, Wittenberg and Amherst—they're uh, right behind them. Though.
1: Yeah, I think Wittenberg will be down a little bit, but I think you know Amherst is always going to be there. You know, um, Spencer Columbus seems to be down a little bit. You know, yeah, they have yeah.
0: really uh, one of those. That's one yeah. of those teams too that yeah, really yeah. they kind of in, fell off in the map.
1: Fifteen and sixteen—they you know they had tremendous teams, and maybe up to seventeen, but you know once those classes graduated, they really fell off the map, like you yeah, said. So they've been yeah
0: hard to get back into yeah, and, and, then,
1: order. and then you look at the conference they play in you know well, of course they they did very well in the old clover too but uh, it you know you go into amherst wittenberg stratford on a regular basis it's hard to to uh build up a good record so jason
0: Gors, good coach over there you bro. bet he'll yeah get yeah he'll get them going he'll get some, him you know, so he'll get them back in there yeah,
1: somehow so. but
0: yeah the uh, the season gets underway uh for most teams, uh, actually, there are some teams that are scheduled for the seventeenth of August,
1: a Thursday, and you'll a see Thursday. that before school starts yeah. too. You'll see games on Thursday nights, um, you know, especially like uh, the Labor Day weekend. Niels is scheduled Friday night, the first, to go over to Duran, but you'll see teams playing on the thirty-first at Thursday night too. So,
0: yeah, just looking at the uh, list of games uh, in our area, and uh, of course. Most of them are non-conference games, mm. and uh, nothing really stands out too yeah. much as to uh, any blockbuster matchups no, to I, open know, up the
1: season. You, to me, I, I think uh, the uh, top matchup in the area is Kobe and Nielsville. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. Because I, I think
0: a lot of people are interested to see how Nielsville Granton's is yes, going to be. You
1: bet. And Kobe is a great test for them. Um, the second week they go up to Loyal, well, uh, you know, Loyal's been struggling too, you know, of course, uh, with numbers and everything else. Of course, next year they'll be able to co-op with Greenwood. But um, you know, it's, so I I don't really know what that's going to be up at Loyal that night. You know, you know Chris Littner will always put out a good football team. Oh, you yeah. know that. Yeah. So and then, um, the, then the first week of conference, you're going down to Durand, Arkansas, and maybe Durand is down a little bit, but they're very tough on that home field. But mm-hmm. it's always exciting for us to go do a game <laughs> at that field, though. <laughs> One of the funner places to do yes, a game. <laughs> very nice, very nice stadium over there in uh, in Durant.
0: Uh, yeah, the, uh, and then the other sports will be getting underway, too. Uh, yeah,
1: um, volleyball, I think they, they've got, I'm not sure when their first practice is, Larry, but their first scrimmage is at Black River on uh, Saturday the 19th. So,
0: well, so I know cross-country starts the 14th. Uh, the 14th, Yep. so volleyball must start.
1: I'm uh, thinking the 7th. Yeah, and then. As you say, cross-country starts August 14th. And then they've got their first meet at Loyal on Tuesday, August 29th. So, okay. So, so,
0: yeah, things are going to start getting going they're here. They're starting to click. So. In August. Yep. And, uh, again, we'll have our first football game for you on that uh, Friday night, mm-hmm. August 18th, mm-hmm. Nielsville and Nealsville Granton and uh, Colby uh, in Nielsville, 7 yep. o'clock. Remember, is uh, game time for uh, football. You bet. Yep. And uh, what's really going to be interesting is starting next year. Mm-hmm. When you get some of these uh, new conference realignments, yeah. uh, you get yep. some of the co-ops. Loyal Greenwood will be co-oping. Right. And, yeah.
1: And lucky for it, the Clover Belt looks like it's going to stay pat. So, yep. So, looks like it for now. So that, you know, but it'll be interesting. And I I would assume, you know, they would still keep up their same non-conference. That has worked really well having Colby's and Loyal and loyal Program as non-conference. Mm-hmm. Progr- uh, you know, maybe. But who knows? With the new conference, maybe the other teams are thinking different, too, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, college football, there is the uh, D3.com uh,
0: preseason yep. poll is out. And North Central of Illinois is the number one team. Mm. They're defending national champs mm. in some. Uh, pretty uh prominent names are right behind yeah. Mount Union, <laughs> Mary harden baylor Trinity of Texas and, and Wartburg. White, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And Whitewater can't be too far behind. Uh, so. actually four teams are in the top 25 yeah. from the WIAA. Yeah, Whitewater's um, ranked 11th. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then you'll have Lacrosse and Oshkosh yep. and then River Falls making a return. Yeah. River Falls has been really down for oh, probably the last 10 12 years, but uh, They've got things going up there again, so yeah. You know, so.
0: so that'll be. Uh, they don't start their seasons probably until September. No, yeah, they'll
1: they'll have their first game. Yeah, probably Labor Day weekend, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's about when all the colleges are going. So, mm-hmm. so and WSEC might be going. But there's also, you know, a reading article too. There's talk about the NCAA Division three going to 32 teams next year too. Yeah. So yeah. So that would be interesting too, because. That would really you – know, you'd probably be able to get five teams from the WSUC and something like that. You're so, right, right. Or WYAC, excuse me. Yeah, you're I, dating you, yourself. Again, now. again you know, <laughs> everybody, WSUC. Every, everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows.
0: Uh, women's volleyball, uh, yeah. the Big Ten has the, uh, the Badgers looking yeah. to be uh, fifth consecutive big-time champions. Yeah.
1: And they should be right there yeah. everything I read. But, uh, boy, it's, uh, to me, that's the toughest collegiate conference is the Big Ten. And you wait till uh USC and UCLA Ooh. come into the, that that is gonna wow. be a monster, monster yeah.
0: conference. That's gonna be a tough conference. I mean yeah. it already is with
1: uh Nebraska, Minnesota, Minnesota Penn State. State Yeah, they're all yeah. there. Yeah, got so and UCLA is <laughs> not bad and neither is USC. <laughs> wow.
0: All right, uh before we get into uh Packers in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, let's get into uh, where are they now here. Okay, on the Larry. Show. I'm, gonna,
1: I'm making my first trip up to Athens today. Oh, okay. And we're going to talk about Sean Angie. And Sean is a 1995 graduate of Athens High School. Sean was a three-year letter winner on the Blue Jay football team. His sophomore year, the Blue Jays were two and seven. Sean started at offensive guard and linebacker. His junior year, Athens was three and six. Sean again started on the offensive line and at linebacker and was a second. Uh, team all-conference choice on defense. His senior year, Athens was three and six. Sean was a first-team all-conference selection at linebacker and honorable mention choice at offensive guard. In the winter, Sean was a four-year letter winner on the Athens wrestling team. His first year wrestling at 160 pounds, uh, Sean was 45 and three, was Merriwood and regional champion and a sectional runner-up qualifying for the WIA Division III state championship where he would finish third losing a semifinal match by one point to eventual champion Mike Cole of Sevastopol. Athens would also win the team sectional that year qualifying for the WIA state team tournament where they would lose the championship match to Riverdale 28 to 23. His sophomore year uh, again wrestling at 160 pounds Sean was 44 and 2 Marewood Regional and Sectional Championships and qualifying for the WIA Division III State Tournament where he would win the 160-pound state championship. Athens would win, also win the WIA team sectional to qualify for the Division III State Team Tournament where they would defeat Riverdale that year 43-18 for the Division III State Championship. His junior year, Sean would move to 189 pounds where he would have a record, a record of 42-0 Winning the Meriwed Regional and Sectional Championship to qualify for the WI Division III State Tournament, where he would win the 189-pound State Championship. Athens would also win the Division III Team Sectional that year, qualifying for the State Team Tournament, where they would defeat Royale 54 to 15 for the Division III State Team Championship. His senior year, uh, again wrestling at 180 pounds, 89 pounds, Sean was 44 and old, winning the Merriwood Regional and Sectional Championships, qualifying for the WI Division III State Tournament where he would win the 189-pound state championship. Athens again would win the team sectional to qualify for the Division III State Team Tournament where they would defeat Arcadia 52-8 to win the Division III State Championship. Sean would finish his career at Athens with a record of 175 wins and 5 losses with three state championships. Sean was elected to the Athens High School Athletic Hall of Fame in 2017. Larry, many people consider the best wrestler, uh, Sean, to be, if not the best wrestler, one of the top two or three in the great Athens wrestling dynasty oh, with, wow. with under Coach Jerry Wagner in the 80s and 90s. But another interesting story. He has an older brother, Cliff, mm-hmm. and Cliff was a state wrestling champ in 1985 and 1986 at 126 and 138 and was a member of uh, Athens' first team state championship. But for the last 37 years, Cliff has been an outstanding re- out wrestling referee in this area. Mm. And he is the only person um, in the state of Wisconsin that has the distinction of being the only person to win the sta- a state individual championship, be a member of a state team championship, referee a state individual championship match, and referee a state team oh, championship wow. match. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, that is quite that's good. That's yeah. pretty good. And bet. That's a man who's put a lot of years... Gave a lot back to wrestling, uh, like I said, thirty-seven, and he is one of the best in Central Wisconsin. Oh, so but, uh, good, good. So, he came back and did that stuff. Yeah, you wrestling, so, uh, refing. So. That's good. Yeah. After graduation, Sean would earn a wrestling scholarship to Oklahoma State. He redshirted his freshman year, and um, his first year. In his freshman year, he was nine and seven for the Cowboys, earning a varsity letter. In nineteen ninety-eight, Sean transferred to Mankato State, now known as Minnesota State. To wrestle for the Mavericks, his junior year, uh, Sean was 28-8 for the Mavericks, winning the Northern Sun Intercollegiate Wrestling Championship, qualifying for the NCAA D2 uh, National Tournament, where he would finish sixth to earn All-American honors. His senior year, wrestling at 197 pounds, he was 30-5 again, winning again winning the Northern Sun Intercollegiate uh, Conference Wrestling Championship, qualifying. For the NCAA 2 National Tournament where, where he would wi- uh, lose in the championship match to Jeremiah Constant of Central Oklahoma to finish second and earn All-American honors. Sean graduated from Mankato State in 2001 with a bachelor's degree in business administration. Today Sean owns Sean a- Angie Insurance Solutions in Beaverton, oregon mm. sean and his wife tanya and their family reside in beaverton oregon so sean angie wow 175
0: wins that's yeah, gotta and be five
1: losses that's a lot That's yeah. got to be
0: ranking up there as state
1: it's right up there um i you know i said there's guys now getting over 200 oh there yeah. are okay back in here those they did you know now they're able to wrestle 50 some matches oh. a year and um actually in Nielsville cody fremont and steven McCannon hold the school NGL record at 196. So, oh, okay. So, All right. but, 100, 100, but only five losses. That's, yeah, very that's impre- yeah. pretty yeah. impressive. The winning percentage is <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, off the charts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, the Green Bay Packers are uh, in training camp right now, getting mm-hmm. ready for, uh, well, they got family night Saturday night, night and then yep. their first preseason game next Friday. Yeah,
1: uh, at Cincinnati, uh, Friday, August 11th at 6 o'clock. So, yeah, you so.
0: can hear it on 107.5 yep. WCC yeah, on the I Rock.
1: Don't know what you'll see for... First round, you know what their plan is with Jordan Love. Right. You know, right. Aaron Rodgers pretty much sat out the preseasons, but I would think they want to give Jordan Love some some snaps, yeah. a lot of snaps. So yeah, not a lot, but uh, so that's you know at Cincinnati, and then on the nineteenth, Saturday nineteenth at seven o'clock, they host New England, and then Sunday the twenty sixth, twenty seventh, I believe. At noon, they host Seattle, and that'll be their preseason. So yeah, just three yeah. games now. Yeah, yep. yep so. so a noon game for a preseason. Yeah, don't on see a that Sunday, much. on a Sunday too. Yeah. So I don't an, see that yeah. very often. so. That's a, so I, I'm thinking that's probably a TV thing. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't well, know i don't know. I'm wrong, but I, I don't didn't know look for ahead. sure. <laughs> no, I didn't either. So, but uh, I guess everything in training camp is going good for the Packers so far. So uh, as far
0: as it looks, uh, they I did read uh, on Tuesday they had a uh, well, they've been doing it throughout the training camp. Yeah. Or they have a competitive period yes. that carries consequences at yeah. the end, and apparently yeah. the defense
1: is winning a lot of those. Yeah, the consequences are calisthenics. Yeah. So. <laughs> and they're not – offense isn't liking that no. too much. But, uh, you know, that's – hopefully the defense is aggressive, and hopefully yeah. they can take a few steps ahead. So, you know, it's we'll see. But, uh, you know, hopefully they're a year better. And, and uh, you know, added, added some uh, – with Lucas Van Ness, uh, yeah. you know, so, you know, another uh, – rush in, so hopefully um, we'll see. You know, so.
0: The 104th NFL season gets underway tonight actually with the yeah. Hall of Fame game yeah. over in Canton, Ohio mm. where the uh, Aaron Rodgers New York Jets yeah. take on the Cleveland Browns, but yeah. I doubt we'll see Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, in yeah. fact, I think I read somewhere where it's the last time he played in a preseason game was 2018.
1: Okay, I believe that. Yeah, I believe so he that. he hasn't played in. Yeah, and it always seemed like he came out a little stale in that first game. too. Yeah, but because of that. Maybe. Yeah, I, you know, I, I guess, but I don't know. I'm not one to judge. But. And the
0: players that are going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. players and coaches, uh, Rondé Barber. Yep. Of course, with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Coriel Probably long, time, long overdue.
1: Yeah, long time. St. Louis Cardinals and San Diego Chargers, and he was the architect of Eric Coriel. Eric Coriel. He had yeah. some good quarterbacks. Yeah, you go back to uh, Jim Hart. Yes. In, in St. Louis, and then he, of course, he had Dan Fouts, and boy, you know he had uh, Kellen Winslow and Charlie Joiner, and for a while John Jefferson for receivers, and Jesus, oh man, they had
0: a defense. Unfortunately, it'd be a posthumous. Uh, yeah. Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. He passed away yeah. in uh, right. July of 2010, but yep. uh, he is in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Chuck Howley, the yep. only defensive player to win a uh, yep. most valuable player in a Super Bowl. Super Bowl five, so. Um Let's see, who else? Joe Klecko is yeah. being inducted okay, in the Hall Joe of Fame. Okay, Joe
1: Klecko, the longtime jet. Yep. Yeah. Played so. uh, one year with Indianapolis. Okay, but he was a great defensive tackle. Yes, he was. Yeah, he, uh, was, he was a. Uh, Part of that, uh, the sack exchange, the sack exchange.
0: There you go, good one. Yes, uh, Darrell Rivas is in there.
1: The Jets really get represented here, and and Rivas in his time was the shutdown cornerback, yeah, in the yeah, NFL. He was the guy, yeah, yeah. He but he had a lot of contract squabbles with the Jets and. He played he had, with a,
0: n- a number of teams after yeah, the Jets. New England. Tampa know, Bay. Yeah, He yeah. did come back to the Jets yeah, for yeah. one year and then but, uh, uh, finished with Kansas City. Yeah, yeah,
1: I remember him having a big-time holdout uh, one of his early years with the Jets, but uh, the Jets did end up paying him, of course. So, but. Ken Riley, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, quarterback. Yep, He played all his career yeah. with Cincinnati. Yeah, and he was a big part of the 1982 team that went mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl.
0: Joe Thomas, offensive tackle with the Browns. University
1: of Wisconsin, Brookfield, Wisconsin. Probably the greatest Badger offensive lineman ever to play in the NFL. Uh,
0: 10,363 consecutive snaps. Mm-hmm. Not a single one in the postseason. Yep. Nope. Too bad for Never me.
1: saw the playoffs. Yeah. Played his whole career with the Cleveland Browns and at the wrong time playing for yep. Cleveland.
0: Yep. Zach yeah. Thomas, the linebacker, is going to yep. be in the Hall of Fame. Maybe
1: one of the smallest middle linebackers ever to play. But he was a big part of that Miami defense down there for uh, Jimmy Johnson and guys like that. So Demarcus Ware. Dallas and Denver. Yep. yep. He
0: is going into yep. the Hall of Fame.
1: And he will be presented by Jerry Jones.
0: Really? Yep. Okay. Yep. All
1: right. So
0: of the nine inductees, uh, former Browns left tackle yep. Joe Thomas, and you mentioned uh, the yeah. Jets, Joe Klecko yep. and Darrell Rivas. Yep. They'll be earning their gold jackets, the enshrinement uh, this
1: coming Saturday. Yeah.
0: So always a nice weekend.
1: So yeah, oh, yeah,
0: so, yeah, yeah. So. I don't know and about the preseason game itself. No, but. <laughs> but people
1: are so hungry to see football that they'll, they yeah. they'll watch anything <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, the Packers uh, again next week is when they get their uh, preseason. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so,
1: going. Uh, family night is uh, Saturday yeah. night, and that's that usually draws a pretty close to a full house over in Green Bay too. Probably so. one of
0: the only teams that do that. Yes. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, they also have uh, announced that the American Red Cross will be the non honoree for their game on Saturday, August 26th. Okay.
1: Years ago, that was called the Bishop's Charities game. Yeah. And I think that's where that all started. And They got so. this
0: on, the, on a Saturday, the 26th, but you mentioned the 27th. Anyway, it's between Green Bay and Seattle. Okay, maybe. I don't know.
1: But you anyway, mean, that's the game that will be the American Red Cross. I wrote Red down Cross. the 26th, but I wrote down Sunday. Maybe it's noon on the 26th. I don't know, so... Anyway, that's the game. They're we'll, going to have we'll people from the American
0: <laughs> Red Cross uh, honored for that game and uh, some money be given to them yep. as well.
1: Yeah, that's a nice deal too. So.
0: How about the NFL and CBS announcing that uh, they're going to have a kid-centric presentation on Nickelodeon for the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. First time that Super Bowl's had an alternate telecast on another network. Yeah,
1: and it's great that it's Nickelodeon too. So. Yeah, <laughs> they'll,
0: they'll uh, do an interesting job with it. You game, bet. I'm so. sure. <laughs> as they have yeah. uh, in the past, they've yeah. done some other games. Uh, in the past, yeah. well, the Brewers uh, went into Washington. I thought, you know, that would be maybe one they could get off the Schneider. You know, then, I, I, no. I knew
1: they were going to have problems in Atlanta. It, you yeah, know, and, and yeah. I was very impressed. Why Atlanta has a deep, deep lineup. Yeah, they're good. Wow. They're good. And you know what's amazing about Atlanta, Larry? Most of their guys, you know, they're they are a throwback team. They have the same lineup out there every day. Yeah, yeah. Sean Murphy takes a day off from catching once in a while, but. They say the other the guys on the bench you don't hardly know their name because they hardly get off it yeah, you know yeah. but they the, the eight position players never play every day every day and I was hoping that sometime
0: they would get off
1: you know yeah. get to the bench during the Brewers series yeah, but, but they never did Yeah yeah and the Brewers scored some runs but yeah. uh, that lineup was so tough every time the Brewers would take a lead or get tied they the pitchers could not come back with a shutdown inning no so no. but and then um, yesterday's game in in, in Washington, they had two to two to one lead, and unfortunately, a couple of errors in the ninth inning, and the game is over. The Game know, is so over, and they, they lost it. so yeah, they lost so, that series. Yeah, so you know it's big series with uh, Pittsburgh. You know, I said you got to make hay against these teams, and and but they they're just all you know just not scoring runs. No, you no, know their offense is And not you know they're built on their pitching and defense. Well, yesterday their defense, you know. Carlos Santana is a tremendous defensive first baseman. He made an error. Yeah. Um, Andrew Montastori has played well at third. He made an error, so it's just and throw in a walk and a hit, and there it yeah, is. Yeah, there it is.
0: So, but well, they got Pittsburgh for four now, yeah, starting so, tonight at uh, Miller at American Family Field, and then yeah. then Colorado comes in. Yeah, so right, yeah, again, so, you got to make a. Yeah, a.
1: you got to make a. So, but uh, you know, I I do like their ads during the trading deadline. You know, yeah. Santana is, I believe. When he starts to hit, he, he's an excellent defense first baseman. I think he's an upgrade at first. Canna will be help in the outfield and DH. And then mm-hmm. I like picking – Andrew Chaffin, they picked up from the Diamondbacks, a left-handed pitcher. I like him too. Yeah, he's supposed to be uh, coming in this weekend. Yeah, and they need another left-hander in the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. Now, Hobie Milner's been throwing a lot, and, yeah. and they need somebody else. So, yeah. The trade deadline was pretty interesting, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, the Mets kind of cleared their team right well, out. Well, <laughs> I
1: said, you know, before the season started, we talked about the Mets and the Cardinals. Those were the teams that were selling people off, you know, and the White Sox, too. Yeah, right. I thought the White Sox would be right up there in the American League Central, but, boy, those three teams just... cleaned house. Clean house. I said the Mets, you know, uh, their top two pitchers, Scherzer went to the Rangers, uh, Verlander went to the Astros, so... So, and then they also traded David Robertson, yeah. their cl- yeah. closer. So, and the Cardinals traded two starting pitchers on a reliever and DeJong, their shortstop. So, and so, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, everybody talked, you know, it was all about where the Angels going to trade Otani. Well, they got on a little win streak and they became buyers. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. Yeah. They got a couple of nice players. <laughs> yeah. You know, Giolito from the White Sox. And then they picked, I like Cron uh, from the first baseman from, uh, Colorado, I think he'll be a nice add to them too. But uh, yeah, pretty interesting times. So but, yeah, a lot uh, of big names. And the Yankees did nothing. <laughs> yeah, they got some relief
0: pitchers. Yeah. I'd never heard of them yeah, before. Yeah. That was about all they did.
1: Yeah. So, but uh,
0: and the Brewers, you know, if they get Woodruff back, that's, that's almost a, like that's you mentioned a, before.
1: And and they're also talking um, Aaron Ashby too. Okay. If they bring him, there would be another left-hander. Yeah. And he he kind of your bridge between. The starter and and the short relievers. So if they get him back and he's healthy, you know that's what that's what's going to take. So, yeah, it's so. like a player getting and back. Wood, and Woodruff is already back. He's done it. He did Class A or whatever, and now he's up at Nashville, which is the mm-hmm. highest level. Yep. So hopefully, you know they they predicted the second or third week of August he would be back in Milwaukee. So well, so hopefully soon. That so, would be nice.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, uh, although it's not pitching that's been the problem. No, <laughs>
1: their starting pitching has been all right. Uh, you know. Everybody gets shelled in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. you know Atlanta's a, like we said a great team, but uh, for the most part they've been holding teams down, and and if they can score four or five runs they should win the game. So, yeah. So and so. that's been the problem is yeah scoring, scoring and runs. They, I they have got to be uh, one of the league's worst teams with runners in scoring position. Yeah. And they strike out. The thing is they strike out so much too when they've got runners in scoring yeah, position. Yeah. You know they and so but. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: WNBA, the Las Vegas Aces mm-hmm. have already clinched a playoff spot a month before yeah. the playoffs. They're 24 <laughs> and two, right. which matches the uh, best record through 26 games in league history. The Houston Comets did it back in 1998. Wow, oh. I'm not sure who they had on that team, but so.
1: 24 and two. Isn't that something? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well,
0: but you look at their lineup, and I mean yeah. it's like stacked, stacked.
1: Just yeah, like the New York Liberty is. Yeah. It's got all those stars. They are out. definitely the best two teams in the WNBA. Yeah. So. so.
0: Yeah. No doubt about it. So. When you have it, I think in those leagues, when you have the best players, you're pretty much. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I thought Phoenix would be a little better because they, you know, they had the, uh, Griner. Griner and, uh, back. Yeah. Um. I see Tarasi uh, is still scoring, but she's got to be getting up there in yeah, years think, too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think her age kind of catches yeah, up. Right? Yeah. So I think. They, I think they've got a lot of people like that. So, yeah. So. Yeah. But. Yeah. So, but okay. Anything else you want to add here uh, today? Golf. Uh, this is this weekend is the Wyndham Championships in Greensboro, North Carolina. Last chance for the golfers to crack the top seventy oh, to yeah. qualify for the FedEx Cup playoffs. And then, uh, Women's World Cup Soccer. Uh, the USA uh, in the round of sixteen versus Sweden, Sunday at four a.m. on Fox, Larry. Yeah. So they better learn how to score some goals. wow, they are. Uh, I said, people have really turned on them. I guess. Even the their own <laughs> former players. Yeah, Car- Carly Lloyd <laughs> really wow. went after them. Because uh, apparently
0: they were celebrating because of yeah. the fact they got into the 16. 15,
1: yeah. And, but it was a draw, 0-0. Zero, zero. And I'll tell you what, Portugal was about three inches away from winning it. because that oh, really? Yeah, and they had a shot late in the game that hit the, uh, uh, the side post. Oh. You know, so. That would have been a story. Yeah, it would, because that, it, it, that was in the last two or three minutes of the game. And if that goes in, U.S. goes home. So, oh, wow. so that would have been the story of the tournament. But, you know, well, so. they better they better score something because they haven't scored many yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah. I said they scored, you know, they scored a couple against Vietnam in their first game, and then they scored one. But looks like you know that tie against Netherlands was pretty good because they came back and beat somebody the other day five to nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, uh, Portugal was was wasn't supposed to impress anybody, and <laughs> you know they came pretty close and yeah. they, and they said that was pretty close. To be, that would have been the greatest upset in World Cup soccer history. I would think so. so yeah. Yeah.
0: So. All right. Well, uh, hopefully we'll get maybe some uh, football coaches in here. Yeah. Uh, sometime yeah. here in the near future, and yeah, see what their thoughts be interesting
1: are. Interesting to that. see what Coach Layman's got yeah. to say. I know. Yeah. He, I know he's very uh, ready to go. I think. Yeah, I think he's got, uh, been waiting for this year. I right? think he's got
0: a group of kids that are. Yeah. Gung ho, ready to Gung-ho. go. Gung ho.
1: Yeah. And they put in I think they put in the work this year too. Yeah. And yeah. and that says a lot right there. And yeah. uh, it's it's a very good senior class and they are very good leaders too. So yeah. So, yeah. so
0: all right. Well that'll do it for two guys on sports for this week. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you again next week.